welcome to Abandoned Car, the podcast we wish we had when running our own e-commerce store. The hosts for today are Laura. Hello. And myself, Adam, and we are the co-founders of Pink Leopard, a growth acceleration agency specialising in e-commerce. Joining us today is Rebecca Hilliard, e-commerce customer retention management consultant, who will be talking to us about how to win back and monetize customers who don't shop with you anymore. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. Nice to have you. Okay, so we kick every episode off with this question so that the audience can get to know our guests on a more personal level. Rebecca, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received and how has it impacted your life? It's something I heard when I just graduated out of university and it was, you never grow in your comfort zone. Um, I think by attempting something that is outside your comfort zone, you're able to grow and most importantly learn. Um, it's really easy to be complacent and kind of coast along, but constantly pushing yourself. Um, you can reach your full potential. I think it translates both personally and professionally. Love that. Thank you so much for that. That's great. Perfect. Yeah, thank you so much. Always love pieces of advice that we get from our, our guests on the show. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Rebecca. Really excited to to chat to you. And obviously, we you and I connected on LinkedIn and what grabbed me in the headline was that you've you've worked before with some amazing brands and two of my absolute favorite brands. So, so excited to to speak to you and to have you on the on the podcast. Um, but yeah, first of all, just love to kind of um, if you wouldn't mind sharing a bit of a an insight into your kind of experience and and what you're doing now would be amazing. Yeah, sure. So um, I've worked in ecom for over eleven years. Um, for brands such as Topshop, French Connection, Me and M, and more recently as the head of e-commerce for British skincare brand This Works, um, and then I've been um, consulting for the last sort of eighteen months. Um, I'm a consultant specialising in customer retention, so working with um, premium direct-to-consumer brands, helping them to understand their customer data and importantly leverage it, building out strategies for customer retention across their website, email marketing, SMS and organic social. Thank you. That's um yeah, you've you've got a lot of experience um in the e-commerce world and I know you're specializing in in that area now, which is really exciting because when we we obviously first spoke, um I think there's a lot of brands focusing on initial acquisition, but I feel like sort of retention marketing isn't often a huge focus, but really should be for, for a lot of brands. So I think it's really, really exciting that you specialise in that area and would love to, yeah, dig dig a bit deeper, really. Um, so I'd love to, obviously, we're going to discuss um, sort of how you can win back and monetize customers who don't shop with you anymore. So I'd just love to understand in the first place, like why customers stop shopping with brands in the first place. Yeah, sure. It happens for a variety of reasons. Um, Probably in the first instance, their website experience, the end-to-end experience isn't great from shopping and buying the product to receiving the parcel a couple of days later. Um, along the way, they may have received really poor customer service through phone, email, social, um, and the team have like under-delivered on their promise. Um, price plays an important factor at the moment. I think in today's economic climate, your product may be a nice to have um, now. Um, shopping with competitors is a big one. Um, um, is uh, sort of something that is quite common and I've, what I've seen with bigger brands that have a larger distribution is if you have a dot com, dot com channel uh, marketplace or you're on like a multi online department store um, it's a competitive landscape and you may be getting better prices on Amazon if your product is sold on there versus dot com 
or if it's um, a beauty product, it may be an online retailer that has a really great rewards program that you just don't have. Um, but I say a lot of it is to do with customer experience and how that customer feels along the way and getting your product. I did notice on your website, actually, you said a positive customer experience is what made 94% of customers more likely to purchase from a brand again. And I think that kind of says it all, really, with those sort of numbers. That's just massive. So, yeah, really got to focus on that on that service piece. Definitely. Yeah, that's that is really, really interesting. And I think there's um, yeah, I do feel like brands often overlook and I spoke overlook the different reasons why people would stop purchasing and it's or no longer purchase with them. And I guess that's what do you do you sort of do brands have to or do you help brands, I suppose, understand exactly why for them? Because I guess that's makes a massive difference to the strategy, I suppose, as to why they, you know, if they've stopped buying because of a terrible customer experience. I imagine that's a very different fix to something that's, you know, because of the of the price point, for example. Um is that something that you try and uncover? Definitely. Um, data is key in customer retention, understanding what's going on, how the customer's behaving. I would say ultimately you don't really understand why a customer leaves without asking them. So that feedback loop is so important. Um, surveying your customer base, trying to understand their needs. Customers, in order to stay loyal to your brand, need to feel heard and valued. And I feel that in many um, strategies that just is not happening. And that is what I support brands um, doing. Yeah, that's really interesting. I actually, um, <laughs> Adam hears me bang on about this story all the time, but I there was a jewellery brand that I absolutely loved um, and I sure I was one of their VIP customers. I'd buy so much from them, much to my husband's dismay. And then I went to buy some jewellery for them as, uh, sorry, for my bridesmaids uh, as a, yeah, as a bridesmaid present. And um they had put these necklaces in the sale the next day. And I just contacted them to just say, could I have a refund to buy something else full price? Not because I was annoyed that they'd gone, that they dropped in price, but just because like, it was a really special gift for my bridesmaids. And I didn't want them to go on and be like, oh, she's just bought the sale stuff. I know that's really bad, but I just, so I was, it's not like I was, you know, really, I know there's a lot of people do get miffed when stuff goes in the sale, but that's just part and parcel of, of what happens but I you know I thought they'd kind of look into me being a valued customer and understand that and then give me a discount so I could um, sorry give me my money back so I could buy, uh, buy some new full price products but they their customer service was atrocious and it was just literally like no just didn't care didn't um you know ask any further questions and it it just really put me off the brand and I've never bought anything from them again and so yeah I I completely sort of hear you on everything that you're saying there and how that customer service can because I'd still be you know buying hundreds of pounds worth of products from them every single year if they had just treated me a little bit nicer so um yeah and I'm sure so many of us kind of have those experiences with brands definitely and you're gonna you're gonna relay those negative experiences you're gonna tell your friends you're gonna tell your family you're telling us now this podcast and they're not gonna want to shop with them again it's simple things like listening to your customer and then you can you can be a long-term valued customer if they treated you right they'd listen to you by email on the phone and they would have resolved that situation so much differently yeah definitely I suppose there is the struggle for brands where they get um <laughs> all of these characters probably <laughs> trying to get discounts and I suppose there's that 
that's the a balance of trying not to um you know I suppose have to give in to every single customer or com- a complaint that they get from people just trying it on I do imagine I've worked on the brand side before and I know that does happen but yeah I think certainly if you knew your customer base or knew your loyal customers or people who you know do buy frequently from you um then yeah because my my mum is a, an avid me and m purchaser um and she's passed that on to me and their customer service has just been amazing like every single time yeah the smallest thing wrong um but yeah and then and she will keep talking about them and keep buying and I guess and you've only got like a you know you only really have one chance don't you I I, my mum is one of those people should be loyal till the death but if they ever turned around and just got that customer service slightly wrong um I feel like that would you know put put her off buying that brand so yeah really really interesting and I guess really good things for for all brands to to listen to and to consider and so just in terms of um yeah winning back these customers then because I guess that's something that every single brand wants to do they've got they've acquired that customer in the first place and they want to you know make sure that they win them back and and keep you know getting those customers to purchase from them so what is the importance of a win back campaign? Sure. So um, brands will have a growing database made up of different cohorts of people. And within this database, it'll be broken down into the behavior, their shopping behavior with you. So um, it could be a prospect, somebody who's not shopped with you at all, somebody who has shopped with you, um, based on your spend, so your high value customers, your VIPs, the recency of their purchase and frequency of purchase, so how often they shop with you. Um, and I would say one of these cohorts is your lapsed or inactive um, customers. And they're a group of people who haven't made a purchase or interacted with your brand in a set time frame. This group is an absolute gold mine to leverage. Um, so by tapping into this group of customers and re-engaging them through a win back campaign, it's far more um, effective to reactivate them in terms of driving revenue um, than acquiring a new one in terms of um, cost effectiveness. Um, so I'm a huge advocate of this. And I feel like win back campaigns should be a key part of your strategy and not just a one-off email activation it should be thought through on all marketing channels okay that's really interesting because I think I see a lot of brands do just sort of tick that you know tick that box and they set up a a two-part or a one-part win back email campaign after you know 90 days 180 days what what would be your sort of biggest piece of advice for um people listening in terms of yeah what what should that sort of win back campaign look like um whether it is email or across uh, other areas of the business I appreciate it's probably a a bigger topic but just some things that people could um you know implement quite easily sure so your win back should really address your customers needs their pain points and you need to make sure it is uh, personalized um, to them not kind of a batch or because of their behavior will be very different from each other um in order to get it right um i think you need to analyze and understand what your customers are doing and why they're not converting with you as i said before asking them why they're not shopping with you survey them and testing these tactics in order to get them back um i think it's really common for brands to deploy a discount um but that is not always the most effective thing um i think it's a case-by-case thing to do um you want long-term customer loyalty um it's important to rebuild that kind of a genuine connection with your customers. Um, if you've had the kind of like a 
people um, experience like the jewelry brand you um, said acknowledging those missteps and showcasing like how you're going to enhance their ex shopping experience with you going forward um, and I think authenticity is, is key and fostering like, I guess a renewed sense of trust will build that loyalty for them to stay with you for, for the long haul. Yeah amazing as yeah so the survey is an interesting one because I know so many brands wouldn't wouldn't do that so would you have say your lapsed customer list and be that the sort of one of the top priorities to try and send out a survey to everybody to understand why um you know why they did stop purchasing from you and then I guess that like only a small like only a percentage of people would then reply to that do you then is that how you kind of gather your data as to why most people have stopped buying from you yeah, it'll really depend on which channels you're opted into because there'll be, I don't know, say 10,000 people for round number's sake will be lapsed. Only a small portion will be opted into your email. So you can only speak to like a tiny portion. There may be a group of people who just opt into direct mail. So a letter or something like that may be the best route to kind of reactivating them um, through a survey or social um, if you've got their data in that route as well. So it'll really depend on the channels which... Um, they are allowing you to market them to. Okay, yeah, interesting. That makes sense. Okay, cool. And um, how do you actually then identify the customers that you need to win back? So firstly, it's really important to acknowledge that it's um, really normal to see a customer churn over time to have your new customers coming in, but then slowly losing them month on month. That is really normal. Um, it really depends on the brand and the product you sell. Um, the time frame can really vary significantly. So say you're a sofa brand, that's going to be a really different customer life cycle to a skincare brand. You're buying a sofa, I don't know, every five, six years versus um, a skincare brand where you're looking to top up your moisturizer more regularly. So you really have to dig into your data and understand what's happening and looking at that purchase data in terms of the intervals between purchase um, and you'll see a point in time where your customers just aren't shopping with you anymore and it's a this group of people who you need to target okay interesting and is that it, is that data sort of how where do you find that data is that sort of within Shopify and within Klaviyo mainly or is there other, other areas so It'll depend on your tech stack, but there should be a one a true source of data within your business. A lot of if you're on Shopify, for example, it, that true source of data will be in Shopify and then trickle down to your, your Clavios or whatever other tech um, things you use. Um, so your true source of data usually is in your um, content platform, Magento, Shopify, um, or if you have a CRM agency, they'll have all that in the kind of a, a reporting system um, where you can pull that out from as well. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I think it's good to say that, you know, it's normal to see a customer churn because I think for a lot of businesses, they probably see that and probably get a little bit worried about it, but then it's having that strong strategy that, that comes into play to, to get them back, as you say. But I think the data points, that's a really, really interesting thing that people may miss, you know, really having to dig into that data to get them to maximize it really. Um, so I think that's good kind of thing to, to highlight and a key takeaway really definitely yeah definitely um I had a question then that's completely gone from my mind um I'm sure it'll come back to me um but which which marketing channels should brands use then to win back customers um the strategy should be across multiple touch points um and that will really make the impact so it shouldn't just be I see smaller brands just focusing on email and that's probably not the route to go forward 
you need to really remind your customers um, why they loved your brand in the first place. So if you've got their email data through email marketing, if you've got their phone data that allowed you to opt into SMS, an app, it's a great um, route as well, uh, push notifications, um, media, so direct mail, a personal letter. Um, but I've also seen be really effective across performance marketing channels, so your paid social retargeting as well. Do you find that there's a certain number of touch points to actually win a customer back? I suppose it's probably product dependent, but is there kind of an average number of touch points you need to have? Um, it depends sorry, which channels brands usually use. I've um, seen it be most effective across email, phone and direct mail. Um, that's the kind of area I've always focused on. But also, um, as I said, in Facebook and Instagram, I mean, you can speak to this. It's probably highly impactful as well. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, with a direct mail piece, again, because I don't think many brands do direct mail. I think I've seen, I don't think Masoma did it before. And I'm pretty sure they've only just started as I got something through the post. But me and M, again, sorry, love this brand. Um, definitely, like their direct mail is amazing, isn't it? And that makes me buy every single time. Um, but with, I guess, there's obviously like the natural, I remember my question from before, from before there's obviously a natural um, uh, like cycle. But is that, how do you kind of identify, I suppose, what the natural cycle is versus whether you're just not doing enough to retain them? Because again, I, I don't know with a, a fashion brand or like with, with me and M, I can never really well, obviously, there's going to be a point where I probably move on or maybe I hit an age where, um, you know, I don't feel like I can any longer wear those clothes. But I think as long as they continue to email me and I get the catalogs through in the post, then I would continue to buy. But say they never did that activity, I may just forget about them. So I may have only bought from them, you know, within the first year and then never again. So yeah, how do you kind of as a brand, realise what's natural versus I could be doing so much more so I could have people for five, ten years. So there's obviously putting your um, strategy in place and looking at the data there. But I think that there will become a point where you have this group, like a dormant customer who's just not ever going to come back again. Um, and that is, you know, you maybe grow out the brand, you maybe, I don't know, it may not align with where you are in your life right now financially, or if it's the style you're just not into anymore. Um, so um, it's kind of sort of, a wide question but it is that data piece like really looking at how they're acting and you can do a test on that dormant group if you want but it's probably not as cost effective as these people who have a lapsing or lapsed who are more likely to be reactivated and shop with you again yeah yeah good point and yeah I suppose if you're I suppose can you do a test because I suppose if, if it's a brand say now that's listening and they've not really done much before in terms of because so many brands are honestly like are so obsessed with google ads facebook ads and then we look at their email um we don't do much else in terms of retention like we don't do um direct mail for brands and things like that but uh email is is obviously a big part of of what we do because of how important that retention piece is but say they just had not done anything in terms of retention before would you they obviously wouldn't know what their kind of churn is or, or life cycle because they just not tried to retain them before would you say um for them to sort of almost do like a test piece on these lapsed customers to see if they could reactivate them because they may not as you said they may not be like completely sort of done with your brand it just may be that you've never tried to retain them before how, what would you sort of suggest in that how do they go about that 
Yeah, sure. So it'll be testing the different channels. Um, emails probably the most cost-effective one. The ROI on emails is just incredible. So having that as a test case to your opted-in lapsed cohort would be a, a good route. And then building from that, looking at the response rates you've seen, and then going at, into other channels. Um, so yeah, if a brand has never um, done has never done anything before, I'd say. Start small and then build. Perfect. And also when we when we initially spoke and had a conversation kind of about yeah everything that, that you do in your experience, you'd explained about organic as being a real, organic socials as being a real powerful platform when it comes to retention as well. Is that just, is that, would that be sort of having a separate strategy from just, um, again, because a lot of businesses we speak to, it's all about acquisition. So they're you know, what does my content need to look like for acquiring new customers and, um, you know, all that side of things. Is it, is it like a slight, a different um, strategy that you would have trying to retain customers and get them to buy again versus trying to wow customers for the first time? Do you ha- almost have to have like two sides or is it just posting in general um, makes people see the brand and then makes them repurchase? Definitely, you need this two sides to this. You've got content, which is going to appeal to new customers. It could be a product that is your acquisition product. And then when you've got that customer in, the product or the kind of content you're showcasing um, needs to be completely different. You don't want to alienate your um, existing database by pushing out new customer messaging on your organic feeds, be it TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, so again it's a test piece like what kind of content visually what kind of call to actions what kind of captions make sense to build that community on your social profiles to make them feel that it's a two-way street it's um they can ask questions through social be it like facebook lives direct mails things like that um and yeah focusing on both sides of the content uh, in terms of messaging yeah that's really interesting because i don't think many brands do that very well like building yeah that community or trying to have that interaction it's just like post 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 new products getting testimonials up there but nothing with the real intention some brands do it really well um but yeah I think for the majority so that's really interesting and it's something I yeah I think not a lot of brands do consider that there's a real yeah retention piece to it and not just showcasing products to new customers for the first time so yeah, there's a lot. I think, again, like a lot of brands, I do think that they think retention um, marketing is just email. It's just about having your flows in place and then having regular email comms and that it sort of stops there. But, you know, this has been really eye opening to show how, you know, how much you can do and um, across all different channels and how much you, you need to be doing. Yeah. Can I make one more point about actually? So what I would say is that when you're creating your um sort of strategy timing really is everything so rather than putting something in place after they've left it's important to put something in place across your channels before they've left and automation via emails you've said but just um talking about your brand values why they should shop with you your usps you know what you stand for maybe giving them a gentle nudge in terms of an incentive but addressing their needs and demonstrating why you love them as a customer is so important yeah, I think on top of that, what you said before about authenticity, I think it's really important for businesses to know exactly who they are because that helps with the communication piece. Because if they if they don't know who they you know they, what they truly stand for and what their key messaging should be, they can't be authentic. So yeah, I think that's a really really interesting point there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I've only got um one more question for you. Obviously, we're kind of nearing 
at the end of the the time now but what because you I know you mentioned discounts before and it's such a hot topic isn't it in the in the e-commerce world like discounts to acquire new customers discounts to um win back customers but what what incentives are most likely to resonate with lapsed customers and is it because again see so many flows that are just here come back and have 20 percent off and it's just sort of that's the only carrot dangled but yeah what do you find works when it comes to incentives so discounts aren't always the answer i think as a business you'll need to look at your conversion levers does free delivery work for you does gifting work for you that's surprise and delight rather than the discounts piece i think if you're having if you've got a discount led uh, strategy you're probably not going to recruit customers who are going to be with you for the long haul um but you'll never definitively know without testing so testing um different types of um incentives will be the route i would advise brands to go when they're looking to reactivate these people yeah that's interesting i think it's is it victoria i always say victoria's secret and i don't mean that i'm not a, an avid <laughs> lingerie from victoria's secret buyer but victoria health yeah they do a lot of free um a lot of gift a lot of gifts sorry like not a lot of discounts and i and that is definitely like a real incentive for for that brand i guess a because they've got loads of different brands under their umbrella it it means that you can you can test the other brands so I guess it's kind of like a twofold play but also yeah I'm much more kind of excited by getting free gifts from them than I probably would be from a discount so I suppose it's I suppose it's yeah different different customers but also different customers for different different brands and what's gonna and I suppose as a brand what you can um you know what makes sense for you to to be able to give away as well with like a real luxury high-end brand they may not be able to give um you know a, a free gift that's within their range for example um but yeah that's that is really interesting um and something that i think is really interesting on the acquisition side of things too is understanding um exactly what you've just said like what actually incentivizes their customers so yeah, that, this has been so, so useful. Um, honestly, I've learned so much as well, because obviously being a, you know, the expert in, in this field, uh, you've really kind of opened up my eyes to a lot of ideas um, for, for our clients as well. So that's really, really helpful. Thank you so much. Um, is there anything though that we didn't ask you that you feel would be good for the audience to know or ever, any other kind of tidbits or things to share? Um, my only other thing would be the results and how to understand like has has your win back campaign worked um, before planning out any kind of campaign strategy you'd set your objectives so usually it would be um, your retention rate over time um, or how many customers you have reactivated over a certain period so to make a decision about okay what what are these and once you've deployed the campaign and let it run for however long that time period is understanding well has it worked have I reactivated and if it hasn't worked okay why why hasn't it worked and then pivoting yeah definitely keep diving back into that data and really understanding it so yeah for sure amazing well thank you so much Rebecca that's been incredibly insightful how can our listeners connect with you sure so um my website is rebeccahilliard.co.uk I'm over on Instagram and LinkedIn as well with the same name thank you Fantastic. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and follow us for more episodes coming soon. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave us a review. 
Finally, if you're keen to discuss any aspect of digital marketing for your business, then the team at Pink Leopard is more than happy to help. You just need to log into pinkleopard.co.uk for our contact details. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you. Bye.